Hello, hello. Welcome to Not Just Another Day with your teacher, Santo. Thank you for tuning in. I start with that song because last week we, or maybe not last week, the week before spring break, we ended um, talking about the Battle of Mogadishu and how Mike Vickers was captured. And I said your homework was to think of a song that if you were captured, You'd want to hear to know we were coming to save you. So I've decided that is officially the song I would like to hear if I unfortunately was captured in a covert classified mission. That help was on the way. So anyway, hopefully you did the same. Hit me up. Let me know what your song is. So what we're going to start with today, we're we're going to have a review before we get into the final weeks of school. We've left off in the mid or early to mid 90s. And so I'd like to pick up with um, just kind of where we left off. Um, We will be leading up to 9-11 and then, of course, hunting for bin Laden. And then, of course, the rise and fall of ISIS. But before we get there, I asked you to think about um, the two questions. Do all great events have unintended consequences? And I wanted you to provide your thoughts and some historical background to that. And then I also wanted you to think about, is Afghanistan the main trigger for major historical changes? And I want you to provide some background of how you are answering that as well. So... I'd like to pick up with Afghanistan, just a quick review. Um, After 9-11, pretty much as soon as Americans learned that all of the hijackers had spent time in Afghanistan, we immediately tied 9-11 to Afghanistan. Um, We've talked copious amounts of the Soviet-Afghan war. As you know, that's my favorite war. And so let's just kind of pick up a review. I know you probably haven't been thinking about that right now um, with the current state, but let's go back to the Soviet-Afghan war. Um, This is considered the largest and most successful covert operation ever mounted by the CIA. Basically, the CIA trained and secretly armed the most successful jihad in modern history. And we were doing this to fight our common enemy, the Soviet Union. Uh, If you recall Charlie Wilson, Uh, He was not part of the CIA, but Texas congressman, he single-handedly was able to raise millions and millions of dollars and covertly send it over to the the Afghans, um, Afghanis, and made multiple trips himself to uh, the country. Um, So how is, where is the link? How do we have this, we're getting along, we're training them, sending them money, and all of a sudden, now, these, these jihads that were trained by Americans, turned their target to America. And why is that? And so hopefully over the next couple of days, I'll lead you to to understand how this happened. So let's go back to 1989, February 15th to be exact. This was when the last of the Soviet troops left Afghanistan and the world turned its attention on the fall of the Soviet Union. Uh, There were events in Poland, there were events in Hungary, the Berlin Wall fell down, Uh, uh, communism was over, Germany's united. I mean, this was huge. This is all the world was obsessing over. All right, so what about Afghanistan? Now, one thing we didn't talk about in class, but I think it's worth noting, is that Charlie Wilson, he actually, he actually, and I know we talked about he was a womanizer and enjoyed drinking, but he, uh, he was engaged and he was, he was planning his wedding. And believe it or not, he was planning his wedding in the Khyber Pass in Afghanistan, which he had visited multiple times. We've talked about multiple times in class. And the people who he was inviting to his wedding were all the who's who, the big players of the Soviet-Afghan war. Remember, this was a covert war. 
these people did not get high fives and, you know, they weren't on the news. Again, everyone was obsessed with the fall of the Soviet Union. Who cares about Afghanistan? I guarantee most people then and probably now can't even find Afghanistan on a map. Uh, at this wedding, he was going to have all of his American buddies, members of the CIA, uh, Gus, if you remember Gus, and Afghan warlords. However, this uh, this wedding never happened. All right, and and why is that? You know, this was going to be his way of this you know international stage to to bring attention to Afghanistan and the people who helped win this war. Well, the problem is is that with the removal of the Soviet troops. The war didn't end. Afghanistan, you know, this was the beginning of the dark side of the Afghan adventure. There were feuding warlords with American weapons. Uh, This this didn't sit well with Wilson. I mean, he fully saw what was going on. And so if you recall, he is a lover of history. He loved World War II. Some of his greatest heroes were American World War II generals, Patton, for example. So he looked back to World War II and he looked back to the Marshall Plan. And if you forgot what the Marshall Plan is, it's basically this economic retrieval or uh, recovery, built millions of American dollars sent to rebuild uh, European countries after the Second World War. And it was brilliant. So Wilson's thinking, huh, could something like this be applied in Afghanistan? So 1990, okay, this is a year after the Soviets withdrew, Wilson somehow was able to deliver $250 million to Afghanistan, all right? Now, this is like pocket change compared to the amount of money that he was funneling during the Soviet-Afghan war. So unfortunately, civil war in Afghanistan still ensued. Now, let's add another Lair. It's 1990. Do you remember what war also began in 1990? The Persian Gulf War. If you recall, the same time the uh, Soviet-Afghan War was occurring, the Iran-Iraq War was occurring. All right, and that left both Iran and Iraq economically deflated. Saddam Hussein was just feeling terrible about himself. This should have been, in his eyes, an easy victory. The Ayatollah had proven to the world that he was a true theological winner and that his Iranians would do absolutely anything for him. So that war ended in 1988 and basically territory didn't change. The only thing that changed were millions of dollars were spent and lots of dead people. So uh, the Persian Gulf War began. Saddam Hussein plowed through uh, Kuwait. America got involved. If you recall, we talked about this. This was a quick and easy American flex. All right, we destroyed. By 1991, the Bush administration wanted out of Afghanistan. We had flexed, we had won, we had emerged as the world's hegemonic power. We're done. 1992, Wilson was able to manage to get about 200 million to the Afghan- Afghanis. However, in 1992, Afghanistan had fallen into true civil war. Now, one thing I forgot to mention, I'm sure you, you know this because we talked about this. The Afghans actually did have a legit government. It was under a president that was uh, placed in power by the Soviets. He had absolutely no control over the Afghanis. So when we're talking about a civil war, I'm talking about this civil war that occurred between two major uh, warlords, Hekmatar and Massoud. And we talked a lot about both of these characters. So these two guys are civil warring against each other. And as the smoke was clearing in Afghanistan, it was becoming clear that the veterans of the Afghan campaign that we had helped, they now identified America as their enemy. Why do they hate America? All right. 
over the next couple of days, I hope to make that quite clear. Um, and of course, this is all from my opinion. Uh, please feel free to disagree with me. Uh, by 1993, all American aid to Afghanistan was cut off. So kind of what are we looking at in Afghanistan? We've got no roads. We've got no schools. We've got an absolutely destroyed country. This power vacuum became the perfect place for the Taliban and Osama bin Laden to emerge as dominant players. If you recall, by 1994, Mullah Omar, he uh, was kind of sick and tired of the violence uh, that was occurring in Afghanistan, particularly against children and women. And so he started the Taliban, right? Started off very, very small, started off as this, the, the, the violence needs to stop. As he gained more and more followers, uh, that's when he um, creates what's, what's known as, as the Taliban. And they take, over, they take over the government in 1994. And if you recall, the, the, under the Taliban and their very, very strict adherence to their version of uh, their interpretations of the Quran and the Hadiths, um, they established Afghanistan as an extremely fundamentalist, rigid country. Um, if you if you forgot about this, you know, go ahead and Google the Taliban. Very oppressive. Females were totally covered from head to toe in the burqa. No schools for females. Females not allowed to leave their house without the accompaniment of a male. Uh, males were punished if they didn't have beards. Um, so very, very, very strict. So basically, kind of to sum it all up, Afghanistan, I'm going to argue, um, is, is a, a main trigger for a lot of our, our modern day wars that we're going to be leading up into. I end you with a quote from Charlie Wilson. Uh, basically, when he's kind of taken a step back um, and looking at everything that happened, you know, he said, quote, these things happened, they were glorious, and they changed the world. And the people who deserve the credit are the ones who made the sacrifice. And then we, bad word, up the end game. Um, as we move forward, I hope that you are learning and enjoying, and I look forward to our next time together. So I leave you with this.